Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us here on the Next Level Brands Podcast. We're brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses and workshops for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you're selling on a regional basis at farmer's markets or just online, and you want to expand your retail distribution, then you should look into the courses and webinars from Kitchen to Shelf. Want to learn more about distributors, co-packers, trade funding? Kitchen to Shelf can help you learn what you need to know to grow. Details available at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com. Hi, this is Steve Clear, and today on the program, I'm very privileged to have Katie Thompson. Katie, Katie is the CEO and founder of Square Baby, a nutritionally designed all-natural line of baby foods. As the first professional nutritionist for Starbucks Company, Katie played a pivotal role in the evolution of the Starbucks menu. Thank you, Katie. Introducing healthier options like oatmeal, bistro boxes, and egg white options, creating clean ingredient standards, and acting as the health and wellness policy advisor and spokesperson. Since leaving Starbucks to pursue Square Baby, Katie has consulted for national brands like Red Robin and Hilton, as well as startups like NatureBox. She is also mom to Jackson and Nolan, which is no doubt the driving force for Square Baby. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you so much for having me, Steve. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's um, there, there are different groups of people that I talk to, food entrepreneurs, beverage, and in, 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 in the health and beauty aid area. But there's kind of these silos of people. There's like the ex-tech people, right, who decided that they need to do something to change over. And then there are the refugees from the larger food world, whether that's a CPG company or, in your case, big food service. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, evolution at Starbucks and then how that got you to become an entrepreneur? Sure. Um, so I started out at Starbucks. Um, just after I got my master's degree at the University of Washington. So I was young and eager and just excited to be, you know, walking through those doors and um, <laughs> crunching numbers all day long doing nutrition analysis um, for their beverages. Um, that was supposed to be a, a three-week contractor role, and I essentially turned that into a six-and-a-half-year um, role in which we created the first nutritionist position. I think it was really just my attitude and seeing – what else a, a dietitian could bring to the table beyond just the nutrition analysis. Um, it, over time, took on more responsibilities and owned all of the nutrition claims and working alongside regulatory affairs and quality assurance. And then from there, after kind of all of the data analysis uh, part was complete, uh, we took a more strategic look at the menu, and I started to... Um, strategize on how we could evolve the menu to have um, healthier options alongside the indulgences and to clean up our ingredients, um, create standards from a nutrition ingredient standpoint, um, and just really had, you know, the ride of my life as a, as a young dietitian there, <laughs> and making a difference at a, at a very cool um, entrepreneurial but large company. And, and and those of us who have kind of also evolved a little bit into healthier habits, whatever, but we're also uh, Starbucks addicts, um, really appreciate that, by the way, because, yeah, we did get and we still have more better choices if we want them. If we don't want them, there's still the other stuff there. But um, that the Starbucks audience was evolving at the same time, which is really great for you because 
you come in and it's like, oh, they're going to talk about nutrition. Ooh, we need to, we need a nutritionist. We can do that. That's right. Well, what's, uh, what I always would tell people is I said, you know, don't worry, I'm not here to take away all of the chocolate and all of the, you know, delicious croissants and things, right? I, and everyone who knows me knows I start every morning with a shot of espresso and a chocolate covered almond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm a big believer in, in indulgences, but uh, we knew that the Starbucks customer was coming to Starbucks very often, um, you know, every day for breakfast, and they don't want to have a donut every single day. So um, it was really became a uh, strategic pillar of the company to um, encourage, you know, more um, daily and weekly purchases beyond the I'm going to go to Starbucks and get my, my little treat, you know, a couple times a month. Right. Yeah. So so you're you're at Starbucks. This whole thing grows, obviously. Um where does this idea for Square Baby or where does it, does it come from personal circumstance or, yeah, yeah how, how did, how did that get born out of your, your job at Starbucks? Right. So, um, sitting alongside the regulatory affairs team and oftentimes the legal team as we would develop new products and figure out, you know, what can we say about the product? What do we tell marketing they can and can't, you know, put on a package? Um, I was responsible for the accuracy of, um, every claim that went out the door. So I knew very, very well how companies could talk about a product and have it be truthful and not misleading and how, you know, uh, the regular regulations could be followed, but you could kind of use fanciful, you know, wording to, to sure. perhaps you know, sell the product, right? So with that hat on, I had my first baby in 2008 and was excited to cruise the baby food aisle to see what options there were for me because I needed that convenience, especially as a working mom. Um, and was just really disappointed to find so many products that were misleadingly marketed that made me feel as though the meals were balanced because the picture on the, you know, the front of the pouch looked like there were, you know, it was balanced with kale and quinoa and all <laughs> these things. And then you, then you flip it over and every time it was applesauce, applesauce, applesauce and a higher sugar product. And so, um, I thought, well, this is really frustrating because, you know, not every parent knows how to you know, put their regulatory affairs hat on, right, and read through this. And most of us don't have time to flip over the package and read, you know, every ingredient statement. Sure. Um, so I was really, was really frustrated because I thought, you know, why, why is no company helping me out? I felt like all I did uh, at my job at Starbucks, which I loved so much, was to create products and help people, you know, find those products and to um, market them in a way that was truthful and not misleading. So. Anyway, that started a fire in me. I left Starbucks in 2010 because I kind of couldn't put this idea down <laughs> and um, did a bunch of research on what infants need at each stage of development and then ended up developing the square meal system, um, which delivers 100% of babies' daily nutrition um, through two to three square meals per day. So really taking all of that guesswork out of it for parents, um, leading with you know nutrition science and transparency, um, so that we could really, you know, build a trusted brand. And so from the business model standpoint, um, one of the reasons I was really excited to, to have you on the show was uh, to talk a little bit about this idea of being direct to consumer and being able to better control not only your product and your offerings, but also the, the customer experience. So mm-hmm. were your first ideas to to go D2C or did you think, oh, I'm, I'm going to go into stores or I'm going to go to restaurants or whatever. And then you, how did that evolve? 
Yeah, we've certainly evaluated each model. We looked at, you know, just starting in farmers markets. We looked at retail. Um, my co-founder, Kendall, her, you know, many of her connections are in, in the retail world. Um, and so we thought, you know, for sure that was something that we would kind of hop on from us, uh, you know, being able to have those connections right out of the gate. But then when we really thought about the experience that we wanted to have, as well as the margins and what, um, what was smart just from a business standpoint, direct-to-consumer was a no-brainer. So we launched with 20 SKUs, which everybody will tell you, you're crazy. You, know, you can't <laughs> launch a company with 20 yep. SKUs. Yeah. What but are you doing? It was really important to us, right? Because if I was truly going to create a nutrition system that was um, something that a parent could order and know that they have everything that their baby needs, and they don't have to go anywhere else, then you can't just offer them three different meals and say, you know, here's what your baby needs. <laughs> just keep rotating them. Right, right, um, yeah. As well as, you know, you may know that, you know, babies start out and they need very, very smooth purees and they can kind of gradually increase into chunkier texture. So, you know, it's right for a, you know, six month old isn't necessarily right for, uh, you know, a nine, 10, 11, 12 month old where you're trying to build their palate. So, for all those reasons, we needed to have um, a bunch of SKUs, as well as I didn't want this just to be a nutrition system for one kind of dietary preference. So you'll see a lot of just plant-based baby food yep. um, companies out there. And for us, we wanted to offer plant-based options. Our B square meals are vegan and our A square meals are vegetarian. But we also wanted to offer premium proteins that aren't on the market right now. So we have chicken bone broth and organic eggs and salmon. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. we have soy. We have everything from a nutrition standpoint. So as far as the direct-to-consumer, not only do we, you know, own the whole experience from having a, uh, you know, a branded box and, um, you know, dry ice and all of the things that, that we know make that the physical kind of unboxing um, pleasant, but before they get to that point, they've been offered the opportunity to walk through our, you know, simple, um, you know, few-step process on our website in which we ask their baby's um, age so that we can, you know, track their development and recommend meals that are right for them. We ask if they have any dietary restrictions so that we can tailor a meal plan if the family is dairy-free or looking for, you know, extra iron or whatnot. Sure. We offer all of these different filtering um, options on the website specifically for that moment when you might be in a grocery store and you're, you know, flipping over every single package, right? And then maybe you're looking for something that's vegetarian or maybe you're looking for something with omega-3s or extra iron because you've just gone to the pediatrician and they, you know, told yeah. you that your baby needs more iron, right? We wanted to make all of these um, purchase decisions really easy um, through our website. And, and so is... Um does the consumer basically consumer goes in and does this now are they buying a meal plan are they buying five meals ten meals how, how, how mm -hmm. does that work from the ordering experience yeah so we offer two different routes uh, we have a dietitian designed box and what that means is you know if you say that your baby is six months old and we recommend two meals per day for 100 percent daily nutrition um and you can say you know we're vegetarian and then we, we will send you you know, the 28-meal vegetarian box, you know, every two weeks until you um, choose otherwise. We also offer a, a pick-and-choose option. So if somebody wants to order, 
you know, 28 of the same meal, they can absolutely do that. And we think that the flexibility is really important. Um, we wanted to really create a solution where parents felt like that, you know, just like a, like a deep breath of like, boy, you know, thanks for being there for me versus, you know, trapping someone into, into a subscription and meals that they didn't, you know, weren't their favorite and making sure. it hard to right navigate. So, um, we have four different subscription levels. It's enough for one, two, three, or four meals per day for two weeks, but 14, 28, 42, or 56 meals um, delivered every two weeks. You know, it's, it's funny because it, obviously I wouldn't have the personal experience, but I can imagine if I was a working mom of young children, I, I would be going, oh, wait a minute, let's just do this, <laughs> right? Because I, I know kind of what goes into the process of trying to do food for infants, and it's not healthy stuff, especially not, not an easy thing. So, but if folks are interested in finding out a little bit more about um, what goes on at Square Baby and how this works, you can go to www.squarebaby.com and you will find the information there. So, so Katie, um, when you guys kind of decided you were going to do D2C, you've got you're cooking up 20 different SKUs and whatever. Um, <laughs> what were your steps in, you know, I'm just going to put this on the website and it's going to go, or did you do yeah. some local focus groups? Did you, you know, try to get some information out there some other ways? What, what was the, what was the launch like? Um, yeah, so we, uh, we did do local focus groups. Um, we did taste testing. We um, talked about, um, Pricing, and we actually um, ended up changing the name of the company right before we launched, um, based on feedback <laughs> from a focus group, which really had been a part of my gut feeling for a long time. But after you've, you know, done your trademarking and kind of built some, you know, uh, investment around a name, it's hard. It's hard to switch it. But we were Lil Squares, which I had to spell out, which is why we changed <laughs> the, the name. It was L I L Squares. Lil Squares. Okay. Several years. Yeah, little square, right? But the fact that I've got to spell it out for you in order for you to know what that website would be or what the <laughs> name is, right, was yep. um, something we got sick of before the launch even happened. Um, the other thing that we um, did at that time was uh, we named the company actually Square Foods. So we, we launched a Square Baby, um, but our LLC is called Square Foods because we do plan to evolve the company um, beyond baby food when, when we're ready. Um, but as far as the launch and how we went about that, kind of a funny story, really. Um, so we did spend um, a long time building the custom website, working really closely with our developer, um, designing it every step of the of the process and, and testing that in a beta mode, um, because that was really our entire business. Um, we, we launched the website and we had this, this little party um, Kendall and I and our husbands and, and a few of our friends and we, you know, we, we put up the, the Google analytics where we could see, you know, how many people are on our website and we pushed it out on our own our personal social media and then we realized, right, we haven't like, we haven't marketed this website yet. So um, the first step was, you know, getting, getting the website live and then we shifted our focus to, you know, Google SEO and targeted ads on Facebook and um, Instagram and really teaching ourselves all of those um, yep. aspects of doing a bunch of A-B tests, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's amazing how you can get a response um, from that. It's, you know, in, in the you know, old days you would do, 
you know, ad, you put advertising in a baby magazine or something, right? And you'd wait, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 90, 90 days for the magazine to come out and then who knows who responds to the ad. And yet you can do Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and you get an immediate, yep. immediate push. So, so. Yep. and, and so, so you start, so you started out, you did that and, and basically kept rolling it. What about, did you look at strategic alliances or partners out there sort of in the baby business, but maybe not competitive with you to, to share mm-hmm. with and, and all that? Did you do anything in, on that level? Yeah, we, yeah, we've had a lot of um, really great partnerships with like-minded companies where we have um, uh, done giveaways and talk, you know, uh, done blogs for each other's um, websites and really kind of engaged um, with each other's communities. So one being Ready, Set, Food, which was actually just recently on Shark Tank. We're so proud of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and they, yeah, they um, have an early allergen introduction system. It's a powdered um, yes. product. Yes, I saw that. Yes, I just saw that. Into, yeah, so as one of the only baby food companies actually supporting this early science and having early allergen introduction products, um, it's just a seamless fit for us to partner with companies that are also talking about the importance of offering allergens to babies early and often in order to actually prevent food allergies from developing. So things like that, um, as well as Renewal Mill, we're so excited. We have a pro- our peanut pumpkin pie we launched with them this fall, and we include their organic upcycled Okara flour. Um, they're another local Bay Area um, women-run company, and so we've just we've had a lot of fun partnering with them. And can, can you explain, uh, Katie? Can you explain that product a little bit? What again? What that was? Because I know that it's it's seasonal, right? But yeah, so actually, it was going to be a limited time product, and it's done so well. We've had such great feedback that we've actually uh, we're moving it to our our permanent menu. But it's it's called peanut pumpkin pie. It has pumpkin, sweet potato, peach white beans, barley, the renewal mill, okara, soy, right. uh, peanuts, ginger, and cinnamon. So this product offers two allergens, the soy and the peanuts, um, both of which are really hard to find in baby food. And actually, as a science-based company and two, you know, uh, two, two nerdy uh, <laughs> scientists <laughs> over here, we actually worked alongside the National Peanut Board. They have a dietitian there on ah. staff and we developed this um, peanut product to actually contain the amount of peanut protein that's been proven in the studies to be efficacious in um, reducing peanut allergy. So each meal has at least two grams of peanut protein. So it's just kind of taking it one step further instead of just saying we have a peanut product, it's, we have a peanut product and it's you know intentionally developed you know, with science in mind. It, it's always amazed me that in the allergen arena, of course, um, we have this huge monster gluten-free, you know, mm-hmm. what, it, whatever out there. And yet the percentage mm-hmm. of people actually affected by gluten mm-hmm. is so tiny compared to peanut, which is mm-hmm. huge. It's whatever, it's 10 times the number of people that are affected by, by, by gluten. And yet... Other than some stuff that goes on, you know, uh, uh, you know, made in a peanut-free facility or whatever, or other, hey, there's not that much attention given to it. I mean, I don't even think there's a certification company yet that does, you know, peanut-free or whatever. Um, so that's always that's been kind of an odd approach. But this idea, and and, and I did, I saw the the Ready Set Food folks on Shark Tank. They were also uh-huh. on with uh, one of my other podcast guests, uh, Alex Bayer from Genius Juice. And, oh, right. Uh, yeah. 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 And. Um, 
a, lo a lot of fun. But this idea that exposure at an early age to the allergens is one of the ways to prevent the allergies. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, you know, I was raised, lucky enough, I was raised on a farm. So I got exposed to everything, <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. like, right. And, and luckily no, no real, no real allergies. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. But, yeah. um, so, so you got that new product and that's, that, that's really interesting. And so are you, you're going to work with them to do more stuff along the allergen line or, you know, with, with... yeah, we definitely, we, we are talking about, um, yeah. You know, it's, it's very easy to put their uh, their okara so soy flour into any of our products. It's it's very you know as a puree, it's just it seamlessly goes in. So right. that will be easy down the road. But looking at other toddler friendly foods and things for us, ways for us to expand beyond purees is, is a is a focus of ours right now. Good stuff. So it, it sounds like everything rolled along smoothly and whatever else. But what about what were some of the challenges you ran into when you mm -hmm. launched the either in the beginning in the production process or after you launched the website? Mm -hmm. So, um, some of our biggest challenges are well, one, we've been uh, we were very thoughtfully uh, did a very bootstrapped launch. So, ah, yeah, uh, we raised friends and family around. Um, we invested, you know, pretty heavily in. Um, trademarking and building a trench around our IP, um, making sure all of that, you know, um, is done properly as well as all of our, you know, formation docs. So a lot, a lot into legal and then, then our website, but, um, really the first year and a half we've done so much ourselves. Um, so that's been a big learning, which I think is important. Um, as you build the company and you start hiring people to help you understanding, you know, how, Google and, and Instagram and all these things work um, yep. foundationally, you know, really helps you. Um, but I will say, you know, uh, right now we're you know, raising around the funding to support our growth. As you know, we actually now have 20, 21 SKUs um, and we are working on scaling into a co-manufacturer. Um, and while that's not really, you know, a challenge, it's certainly, um, you know, until we get to that point, um, you know, the amount that we can produce in the commercial kitchen level is is limited so right right now we are we are working on scaling and it's a challenge we're, we're excited about i i'm sure and did you and kendall actually begin in your own kitchens developing the the different skus yeah, we, did. <laughs> we did uh we spent we would drop our kids off at school both our, our, our five kids between us um all were going to the same school which was uh, really helpful and we would spend all day making purees. We had test customers um, who we were shipping to, so we did a lot of shipping tests, but um, we got a lot of feedback really early. Um, we almost launched with 30 SKUs, so as you can imagine, it was really, really hard for me <laughs> to get, get down to 20. Um, but yeah, so we, we did a lot of early testing in my kitchen, but we knew that we couldn't launch you know, um, products for sale. So we went through the very formal, long process with the FDA to become, you know, FDA uh, approved food manufacturer, which, as you can imagine, for infants is no joke. Right? No, no, it's it's serious, and it's US USDA organic, and also um, that that that's very you know very important yeah. to have there, and yep. gluten free as well, and all those other things. Um, or excuse me, non GMO, not gluten free, non GMO. Um, mm -hmm. In Looking at 
the number of SKUs, because with most people, of course, as you mentioned, uh, they would just shake their head and go, I'm kidding. So the challenge that from a production standpoint that in working with some of my clients and, and friends who are pushing the limit a little bit on SKUs is there's always one or two, right, that are the true you know, leaders or whatever. And then you kind of, you come down in steps. When you have 20 and you're doing preparation mm-hmm. like that, how do you, you know, do you look at the ranking and say, okay, so we're, you know, we're doing, you know, X number of number one over a period of time. Mm-hmm. How, how do you organize mm-hmm. that from a production standpoint? Cause it's gotta be a nightmare. Yeah. So interestingly, um, because I think a lot of our customers come to us for variety, if you think about it, okay. Yep. You know, right. So we actually see a pretty even, um, distribution um, amongst the favorites. There are some, some ones that definitely um, consistently do better. Our, all of our chicken bone broth products do really, really well. I think this is a key differentiator for us. Like I said, it's really hard to find good animal protein and baby food um, at all. Right. So uh, those, those do really well for us. Um, but because we have a six month frozen shelf life, we aren't, you know, beholden to being in the kitchen every single day and, you know, jumping through, Hoops at the last second to produce, you know, for next week's shipment. We can plan ahead, um, pre- you know, pretty well. And you know, as soon as we get to a certain um, level in our in our in stocks, and we we you know recreate that that skew. So. And do you? I mean, obviously, with the direct to consumer, you have a high interaction with your audience. And are are you constantly getting emails saying, "Oh, could you do a"? you know, a cran raspberry, uh, you know, whatever puree or something like that. I mean, do you have that kind of yeah. feedback? You know, it's funny. Uh, we don't get very many um, suggestions on flavors, but we get a lot of parents saying, oh, my gosh, can you please put this in a popsicle for me? Can you please make this into a smoothie? Because <laughs> the parents are trying the meals and they like them. In fact, um, Kendall and I have um, catered very posh, um, mom events where they had no idea that we were serving them baby food, but we put our mango coconut chicken over um, some coconut curried um, quinoa with a little shredded chicken on top, and they were going back for seconds and thirds. And then we, you know, introduced ourselves and say, "We're Square Baby," and uh, <laughs> you know, these, these moms are just gobbling down because it's just truly good food. Um, what we're finding is that we're we are having parents beg for options beyond purees. Um, as you can imagine, with any milestone for an infant, especially, you're so excited for them to move to the next thing, right? They go from crawling to you know pulling sure. themselves up to walking, and you know there's all the Facebook will know when your baby has made it <laughs> to the next stage. It's the same thing with food. When your baby starts to take on table foods, a lot of moms, you know, are so excited about that stage that they're you know, they're done with purees. So for us, a huge opportunity is, is, is to go into um, toddler foods and really extend our, our customer lifespan. Um, it's really a low-hanging fruit for us. So we're excited for that. And, for that and that was going to be and that was going to be my next question, which is, yeah, the, 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 the challenge with infants is they grow up and they grow up quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have an audience, you know, which if they're not continuing to have children, you know, begins to, yeah. it begins to go away. Um, in, in, in looking at that, so obviously with, with infant, there can be very specific needs or whatever. As the the, the children grow, um, are there different nutritional things that, so, you know, the difference between an infant and say, you know, someone who's mm-hmm. who's three, do they need more iron or, or what, how does that evolve? 
Um, I, I think the parents are more focused on, um, you know, the textures and, and broadening their okay. palate through different foods and flavors. Yep. Um, I mean, certainly there's going to be different needs for, for different kiddos depending on if their diet has a, you know, is, is lacking certain food groups or certain kinds of foods for various reasons. But um, for us that, you know, we offer, you know, over 55 different ingredients and herbs and spices and healthy fats and sprouted grains and salmon and all these things. And so I think the biggest thing that we can do is help parents continue to have that variety because the toddler stage is can become a really picky stage where they start to have a giant opinion about whether, you know, today they're going to eat blueberries or not, right? <laughs> so <laughs> for us, just being a, you know, a, a, an ally in, in their nutrition, I think, is important. It's it's Tuesday. I'm not having blueberries. <laughs> right? <It's... laughs> My children both gave up blueberries for an entire year. They went from eating a pint to boycotting them. They must have had one sour one, and I kept with it. I still made them eat one blueberry every time I served them, and then all of a sudden, one year later, they said, these are amazing, and now we're back to blueberries. So it's just a testament to to not give up during those picky times. Uh, One of the things, Katie, when I was researching um, the the company, I was um, surprised that you hadn't chosen the Amazon route to... um, to go and was that something that was deliberate or something that mm-hmm. you still considering where's Amazon in the mix? Yeah. So we are evaluating that now. Um, for us at, at launch, um, especially as a, a small team, we really wanted to make sure that, you know, we grew really thoughtfully that we didn't take on too much. We've had retailer interests and, you know, go into uh, more, kind of national chains and things, and we've just stayed really, really focused to make sure that our, our product and our customer experience stays top-notch. But really, the you know, at us owning um, the direct consumer experience is all about us owning that relationship. We are obsessed with our customers being happy. Kendall and I sure. have a customer service line goes straight to our cell phones. Um, we answer every customer service you know thing online ourselves. So... Um, we think that having a premium product and a premium, you know, goes along with having a premium experience. And we truly care about our customers and want to, to be a resource um, for them and someone that makes their day easier. So um, that is truly the reason that we have um, stayed direct to consumer and, and owning that experience so far so that we could make sure it's the best. And, and then in, in, in good reasoning, uh, and then down the road, um, obviously I have to ask because of my background is the the retail opportunity for this just seems so huge. Any ideas on that? Yeah. Yeah. We, we see that in the sites that, um, down the road for sure. Um, right now, because we are, you know, a company with, with 21 SKUs, um, <laughs> for us, it's, it's being that, that, um, that full menu that allows you to kind of filter and have that whole um, experience that's, that's customized. Um, but as we become a brand that is more known that customers are going and looking for versus just, you know, right now we're still in the phase where we're all about brand awareness and telling our story and, you know, talking to moms and um, getting the word out there that we exist. Um, and so as we grow, we could absolutely see um, a retail presence. Right now we're actually talking we're in the kind of onboarding phases with um, Good Eggs, which we're really excited about. Oh, sure. Uh, yep. Right? So that's a kind of a, a small step in the direction of retail, but still, you know, attract a consumer. 
experience. Yeah, I, I can see, you know, driving over to Safeway and going to the buyer and going, yeah, we've got 21 SKUs. Wouldn't you? <laughs> and the buyer just <laughs> going, yeah, th- thanks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah. but there is a, there is an aspect, obviously, of that and, and in terms of choices and, you know, the, the, the shopping um, shopping audience out there now looking for those traits. I can certainly see that mm-hmm. at the end. But that's uh, that that's really good. Um, yeah. What's, real quick, what's unique to us is our 100% daily nutrition meal system, right? So what we actually envision is instead of selling one-off products, or maybe in addition to selling one-off products, that we would have sleeves or kits that say, here's one week's worth of 100% daily nutrition. So more more like, you know, a Costco experience where you're going and you're buying sure. a big bulk amount of things versus yep. um, the one-off, yeah. Yeah, and it obviously makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you would you would run in at, at at the store level, you would very quickly run into the hierarchy of the SKUs, and right, mm-hmm. so the the chicken bone broth stuff would all be gone, and the other ones would still be there. <laughs> um, that that definitely happens. But um, what about the and you talk about the customer service and stuff, and this again is um, that that experience. Um, have you had any feedback about you know you know basically? parents looking at their children getting better nutrition than maybe some other uh other parents children and and um basically being you know better off or healthier because of this because it seems as though it's just such a um all-encompassing and you know you're getting the delivery of the right nutrition at the right time and and uh it just seemed it would be so superior that people be out there going oh no my my child's running you know a, a four minute mile already you know whatever but any any feedback on that kind of uh um you know, what the nutrition does for them? Sure. Yeah, we've had great feedback about our menu, about, you know, the um, uh, the diversity of the ingredients and um, the freshness and the nutrition that's there. I think that, um, you know, kind of goes without question. I think another thing that um, Kendall and I are focused on is um, the equal access to nutrition, right? So we all know that it's, it's not cheap to buy organic produce and it's not right. um, cheap, cheap to eat healthily, um, sadly in this, in this world. Um, and we have done, uh, we've uh, focused our efforts on, on some bigger donations in our kind of earlier days um, to companies like uh, organizations like um, family house. Um, but as we grow, we would love to have, um, more of an, uh, an effort and initiative to help um, families in need and to donate more of our meals. Um, at this point, it's just you know being able to focus our, our efforts um, right now on kind of scaling and getting there and then uh, developing that program. But we have helped parents on, on food stamps and we love being able to you know give out free meals to parents that need them. Um, but as far as having a more kind of organized um, effort around that, we see that um, coming up in the in the pipeline soon. For sure. And, and again, folks, if you're looking for information, it's available at www.squarebaby.com. And a great website, too, by the way. Just just awesome. I was perusing it this morning, uh, and that works out. Um, one of the things that um, the things I wanted to ask was a little bit about, um, so product development and whatever. I, with 20 SKUs, you guys are going through this, but are you are you constantly looking at new stuff to, to, to try to get in there to keep the variety 
going and and where do you start when you do that do you start with a broth base or do you start with protein or do you start with how does that process work yeah so right now we feel as though doing kind of a seasonal um, new product every, you know, every few months is enough to you know have um, uh, you know, seasonal fruits and vegetables and things but really if you think about how an infant is going through the stages you know, if they're uh, four to six months old having, you know, six meals to choose from and then um, a six to 12 month old having um, uh, 15 meals to choose from, there is a lot of variety already there. And while I would love to be launching a new product every <laughs> month because we have a lot of ideas and sure. we have ones that are, you know, never got launched that we're so excited about. Um, but really what we look at is, you know, how do we even out, you know, what's missing in that portfolio of ingredients? Um, we have been focused on allergen reduction. So our last two meals were the peanut pumpkin pie, and we did a pumpkin spice eggnog um, that was limited edition ah. uh, over the winter time. Um, again, there was a lot of um, other pumpkin spice things out there, or even things called eggnog, but they didn't have eggs in them. And we thought, nope, <laughs> you know, we're going to do this, and we're going to put egg in it because. <laughs> That's what the babies need. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what eggnog is supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, anyway, so we've been we've loved being able to be nimble um, in these early days and to be able to launch a product with just a few weeks' notice, so we can get in there into the commercial kitchen. And as long as you know all of our ingredients are CCOF um, organic certified, then we have a big pantry of of ingredients that we can play with, and um, it just becomes you know a matter of printing the label and putting a picture up on the website and we're ready to launch a new product. So that's pretty. That's and one of the, one of the great aspects of being you know, D2C is that you also get immediate feedback on any new product you put out right. there, you know, good, bad, or that's you know, right. indifferent. You'll, you'll you get know? the, you'll get the reaction. Um, that's right. One of the things that, to, that we, that we do on the, on the podcast, Katie, just, just um, to put our um, guests right on the spot Um is we like to ask them to come up with um, a word or a topic or an issue that as an entrepreneur, you would want other entrepreneurs to know because that's who our target audience is. Obviously the program is fellow entrepreneurs. Um, do you have something for us that you would like to share that is important? Yeah, so as kind of simple and cheesy as it sounds, I've learned so much over the last several years that following your gut is so, so important. If you look back on the decisions that you've made, the, yep. the things that happened or didn't happen, the things that felt like in the moment such a huge letdown or, you know, or, or such a big high, if you kind of look back and analyze so often it was like your gut knew the right decision. Um, so I'd say, you know, this road is a crazy road. Everyone's going to tell you that. It's not easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to have to jump through a hundred hoops. But if your gut is strong and you know, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, um, what decisions are, you know, are right for you and for the company, just go for it. And that's, yeah, follow your gut. That's really great advice, Katie. Appreciate it. And also appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and talk a little bit more about Square Baby. And we're excited to see what happens maybe when, uh, you know, down the road a little bit, a whole bunch of new products. We'll have you back on the show with Kendall and we could talk about what you've been doing because I think there's a, a lot of exciting future there for sure. Well, thank you so much. We're honored to be a part of the program and we appreciate the opportunity to tell our story. Thanks, Steve. Okay, you bet. Thanks again, Katie. And thanks to all of you for joining us here on the Next Level Brands podcast. 
Our podcast today was brought to you by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses, workshops, and webinars for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. If you'd like to know more about selling at retail, e-commerce, distributors, or how to properly price your product, check out the free webinar archive at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com. What you need to know to grow. This is Steve Clear, and we will see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands Podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.